Welcome back everyone to This Life Worldwide. On the show today we have Frex, aka Kayla. She is a singer and songwriter currently based out of Los Angeles, California. She's out there working on her second project titled Blue. This was an incredibly insightful interview. I learned a tremendous amount and I know y'all will as well. She's played in places like the Fillmore in Philly. She just recently played at South by Southwest and she has an absolutely incredible voice. So if you haven't checked her out yet, do that on Spotify, SoundCloud, Instagram, wherever else at Young Freckle. And without further ado. So we're back, uh, This Life Worldwide podcast currently out in LA. We're going to be rocking a few interviews over the next day or two, and I'm pretty excited to be out here, so let's get to it. Um, today on the show, we have Kayla, also known as Frex, and she's an artist currently based out of LA, and yeah, um, I'll give it to you. Do you just want to kind of give mm-hmm. a quick explanation of who you are, kind of let everyone know for yeah. who's listening? Hi, I'm Frex. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I'm from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, but I just moved to L.A. trying to do my thing. So, what are you doing out in L.A. exactly right now? What are you working on? Um, Right now, I'm working on finishing up my project. Um, It's called Blue. Blue. So, just a lot of um, studio sessions, kind of figure out where I go from here now that I'm here. Okay. Um, and so you're not new to the music thing either. Like you didn't start doing it when you first came out here, right? No. Were you kind of working on stuff before this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a, this is going to be my second project. So that's pretty exciting. So my first project was White Sun. Okay. And originally I didn't even know that like I was making a project when I made the songs for mm-hmm. it. I just was kind of like making singles and stuff. Okay. And I don't know. I felt like maybe it was pressure from people or something but i felt like i should have a project out and that's probably a good idea anyway okay um, so even before white sun then um you were putting out singles so you've been working on we'll backtrack even farther then yeah so you've been putting out before white sun you've been putting out singles so you've been creating music even before that then yeah the so first... when did you first start making music well technically there's still some songs on youtube floating around somewhere okay. but i don't know where they are and hopefully no one finds them from, how long from like 8th grade. Okay, holy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe even before then, or like Frank Ocean covers or something. Okay, so then where did the passion for music come from? Um, I don't know, I feel like I that's just pretty, always like, had That's it. a pretty early age to start making music, I would say. I know plenty yeah. of people do it before, but I know also plenty of people do it yeah. after that, because I had no idea what, what I what the fuck I wanted to do <laughs> in 8th grade. So... Where did the drive to kind of start making music in eighth grade and putting out all of that come from? Um, I've always really liked music. Like okay. I've always been super interested in it. My first, or my I think my favorite birthday present ever was like one of the first iPods. Oh, so, that's pretty dope. Yeah, and I got into downloading music really early because okay. my brother was like a whiz at it. So oh, okay, so. like illegally. Yeah, LimeWire, <laughs> Frostwire, the Pirate Bay because yeah, someone I knew taught me how to pirate shit. LimeWire. Mhm. I forgot about that. That was such a cool way to get music. I didn't pay for any of my music, so I got no. But it was so a really much. interesting way to put out music because essentially people are, people would drop their own music on LimeWire. Because mm-hmm. I guess for anyone who doesn't know that's listening, it's like a site where you can download <laughs> music. 
Illegally. Illegally, for yeah. For free. For free. And people used it for that. But I know plenty of people did marketing campaigns where they would drop stuff on there because mm, it was like such Soldier a Boy. Did he really? Yeah, he um he would put his songs underneath like other famous songs. Like he what? would make it another the name. The file would be his song, but the title would be, be a, a famous song that people wanted to download. I was and always wondering on. how he like is still so rich because he put out like two good songs. So he's actually a <laughs> smart guy because that's like a really good marketing. I have heard of other companies doing that. So he would put his songs yeah. under the the names of famous songs that were currently going on. Yeah. And so through that, he blew up. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. This is real life right now, trust me. When I do the ones at my house, Lily is always, like, dropping shit. And I have to cut that out. But that's crazy. So that's really cool. I was actually talking to Eric about that, how people didn't used to have to be good musicians and good marketers mm-hmm. to blow up. But how you could just make good music or you could just be a good marketer and sometimes do it. But now you have to be both. Like you have to, and the people who are blowing up the most, like yeah, out of yeah. nowhere, like Lil Yachty, like mm-hmm. for example, like he made a ton of money last year and did not put out very good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was fantastic at marketing and blew himself up. So then he did really well. So Soldier Boy was even doing that way back in the day. <laughs> I think everyone kind of... Had their way of doing it. Like, okay, for instance, um, I, just, I was watching this hip hop documentary. Okay. And uh, do you I forget, know what it's called? Um, it's one of the ones on Netflix, but no, I watched it like twice. <laughs> I loved it. And um, one of the ways that someone got their song, their song recognized yeah. was um, they got all their friends and stuff um, band together, and because they knew that mm-hmm. a certain DJ. Yeah, was gonna be at um, a spot that he always goes to. So oh, they got all their friends yeah. to come. They paid the DJ to play their song, and they told everyone to just go wild when it came on. Like this is my shit. Like, Why? And then it and, got everyone else hyped. And the guy, oh, the guy crazy. went up to them, and they like they. That was how they got in. That was their in. What? That's such creative marketing. And okay. it's like you can't do something like that now. I feel like no, because things have changed in the yeah. music industry. Okay. They've changed dramatically. Like, the marketing and the music thing is just intertwined now. Like, you have to enjoy marketing your music almost as much as you enjoy creating it, or you're just mm-hmm. not going to do well. I which think, is um, what we were talking about before. That's crazy. <clears throat> I think uh, now people are really looking for the star aspect. Because yeah. now it's... Um, hmm... Hmm. How do I how do I put this? Now, um, people aren't looking for stars, or at least people our age aren't looking for stars that okay. have everything written for them, or anyone a good anyone who has good music taste doesn't okay. want a star that some big corporation or label pulled out and someone's just feeding them lyrics and they yes. don't have um, any really opinions. They don't feel like a real person. Yes. And how do you? Okay, yeah, I've always thought, how do you differentiate between who those are and who is real? I mean, I feel like it's so hard for someone like myself who doesn't know anything about music. mm -hmm. Like, you can sometimes guess, but, like, I feel like it's really hard to actually pick out who they are. Right. I think, um, I I can't say for sure, but I think if someone like Katy Perry or, like, Megan Trainor, and I, I don't know, I just don't feel like, they came from the industry? Not that, because I, I feel like they come from the industry more than anything, but it's just... Industry I don't know if they write their own stuff, but I would just assume that 
it just seems very watered down. Like there's not a lot of good content in what they're actually writing. Katy Perry is such an interesting. And I, is there I anyone like current her. now that you think? Uh, well, no, Katy Perry, she just released another album. I, I didn't but, even, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm very out of touch with this. But, choice. um, but then I look at someone like Rihanna, and okay. I know that she doesn't write all of her music, yes. but I think that she, like, she very much embodies, okay. um, uh, that persona. Yes. You know what I mean? It seems more authentic because Absolutely. it is more authentic yeah, than yeah, I yeah. guess people are pretty good at. Okay. So you can kind of get a feel on who's authentic and then who's trying to be authentic, but that's not really them. Yeah, it's just coming off as like, music is something they do for money. Yes, and now <laughs> with social media, I, I feel like a lot of those people put a lot of that out and you kind of like, you see their lives floating around and you kind of see what they're putting out mm -hmm. and like what they're saying and how they're saying it. And I feel like a lot of the times the people that are doing it for the right reasons kind of like break through on that. Like... <sighs> Who's a really good person with that? He's not in the music thing, but have you seen Will Smith's Instagram? Oh, yeah, I love Will him. Smith came up on Instagram like a month ago. And, and I love how none of the videos up. are cringy. Like, no, I, I'm he's like, giving insight. He's giving yeah. deep, positive insight on things. And, like, it's awesome. And mm -hmm. he's authentic. For sure. And that is. relays through it. I th don't think there's very many people that could do that mm -hmm. because... Maybe most people just aren't that authentic. That's yeah. He's just a really good example of that. I just I saw some of his videos recently, and I was just mm -hmm. like, wow. I think um, dude's great. He did a, the remix of Jane Smith's Icon. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that. He, what the cool is that? I think Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith understand how love works really okay. well. I like. I I feel like um, I don't believe in like a lot of marriages <laughs> that I see or like relationships, okay. but I really believe that they're kind of like fake. Yeah. No. No. I think that. But you think they just kind of like embody that? For sure, and I think that um, Jaden and Willow to kind of talk about that. I don't think she right. has an Instagram. Willow? No, Jaden. Jaden? Oh, Jaden, or Jada? His wife. Jada. Jada. Yeah. Well, uh, Wait, their kids. What? Their kids' names. It's Willow. Okay. Will. Oh, and then Jaden. Oh, I didn't realize those were two different people. So there's Jada and Jaden. Well, think about it. That's really confusing. Will Smith. And Willow is his daughter. Okay. Jada Smith. Okay. And Jaden is her son. Whoa. Yeah. That's blew your mind. <laughs> what? Okay, that's really interesting. I never really realized that. Mm -hmm. So they're really smart. So they kind of have, and it's cool because social media gives them a platform to kind of relay that. Mm -hmm. But in the same sense, it gives the people that aren't doing it for the right reasons a platform too, and so. Th through exposing yourself like that, I feel like it's a lot easier to kind of see who's doing it for the right reasons. And mm -hmm. I agree that people our age and that like this type of music and everything want authentic. I think that's why J. Mm -hmm. Cole did so well. Yeah. He did. So He's kind of like Frank Ocean, like we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. We were talking about how Frank Ocean doesn't like being in the spotlight, but still like does incredible without mm -hmm. really marketing much. His marketing right. is not marketing. <gasps> yeah. What? Seriously. It's being unavailable. That's so interesting. Yeah, because J. Cole's kind of like the same thing. I feel like he doesn't do a lot of interviews. He doesn't, right? Honestly, I don't know much about J. Cole. Really? Yeah, I don't oh, pay attention huge. to anything um, like, like that. He's done a few interviews. Has he? Not lately, though. Nothing lately? Okay. But his thing is kind of just to like stay low key, right? Yeah, not in the past like, year and a half. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he hasn't done anything in a year and a half. So he, he's. He's shot music. Yeah, but he didn't really market it, did he? No, but it's just like features. But they did really well. 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've heard a lot of good features from there him. There you go. Genius. There's some people's marketing strategies. Okay. Interesting. So, you're inspired by these people doing this stuff off these sites that you were downloading illegally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And did that kind of like through seeing how those people were putting out music inspire you to want to start doing it? I wasn't even thinking about I mean, you have to remember, this is before social media. Okay, so you weren't even thinking social media. I wasn't media. even thinking about... So you, you've been making music before social media. I feel like I learned about hey. social media. Or no. I feel like I learned how to market myself through social media. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, how the fuck would you know that you need to market your music? You just kind of take what's given to you when you're young. You don't really understand like but how stars have, come to But they didn't have be. the same way of putting out music, I guess. It's, it's, it's like, like so more the labels. The, yeah, and like... So the paradigm of putting out music has just changed so much mm -hmm. between yeah. now and then. Okay, well, how did you market kind of after you started getting inspired to make music? Mm -hmm. How did you, when you first started doing it, so kind of record and I, market yourself? I would record it and then like I would just put it on YouTube and kind of just, I wouldn't right. even share it on Facebook because it was more, okay. I wanted strangers to see it, not people I knew. Yes. Like kind of just. It's kind of weird when you're first like, I didn't want that. No, I feel you on that mm -hmm. super hard where you don't want the people that kind of know you to know that side yeah. of like what's going on. Yeah. Interesting. Now I totally feel you on that. And then I think like a few years passed and I was like in high school and I kind of dropped my musical interest. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, every year I did the talent show, <laughs> but that was about like the only did workout. You, but before. how, what grade were you in again when you were first? Putting out the YouTube videos? Probably like 7th or 8th grade. Okay. And then that was like the first piece of music you ever put out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then you did that and then you kind of, you said stopped a little bit, but yeah, you were I doing think, talent shows? Yeah, I did talent shows just because I, I felt like, I don't know, I always kind of wanted to perform in front of people and I always like okay. listened to music and could like yeah. imagine myself performing it. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because I suck at performing still, but <laughs> I'll get just there. Being in front of people's most people don't like doing that mm -hmm. but in the industry i think it's something you have to learn yeah and it's I mean, like I've just another way myself. of marketing it's mm -hmm. just really putting your face and what you're about mm -hmm. to the music and realizing like like you were saying authenticity mm -hmm. is just like what people want to see i think um like i went to a catholic school mm -hmm. so oh did you <laughs> yeah my whole life before oh, so, college oh what so that was like my one way that like I could express myself without like getting in trouble for it. Was that the talent show? Yeah, cause everything else, it's like I would draw in class, I'd get in trouble for it. I would like paint my nails, get in trouble for it. Really? So was like, it like what people think of like kind of like a Catholic high school? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> was it just strict and not. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. We still, I think the kids from our school are worse than any of the public schools. And that's because. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's yep. your typical. Yep. Shitty Catholic school. The stricter you are. Okay, but they were just like, you couldn't do anything. Yeah, even so like in, if um, you said you wanted to do singing, would they have like discouraged it? Well, okay, to put it this way, I never got along with, or I didn't get along with a lot of the teachers that were there. And for whatever reason, it, it's a real shame that my music teachers in middle school and high school yeah. sucked. Like, just the worst. So I tried out for um my senior play just because i was like why not just yeah. give it a chance i got casted as like a crow with like no talking part at all what and i didn't show up to the audition and did you <laughs> sing 
for your when you first tried yes. for it and they gave you a position with your dog. Yes. Man, that's ridiculous. I know. I was like, damn, tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't even show up to like the I'm sure rehearsals. I'm sure their taste in music though was I mean <laughs> biased to say the least. Yeah, I don't even remember what I sang for the audition, but so that was like kind of the only way that you were able to do that. That's really cool. So then what changed then after you got out um, of well, that school, that area? The first time that I put out a real song was my senior year. Okay. And I think I had just like, I don't know. I, I realized I, I played the guitar for a little bit okay. and I realized, I think I heard Lord's album. Okay. Um, the album? one, the one with um, Royals on it. Okay. And I was just so taken back. I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "This is so cool." Because it wasn't, it wasn't like real instruments, but it wasn't like hip hop either. So mm -hmm. I was like, "What is this?" So then, um, like I said, I was I was playing guitar, yeah. and I was like, "This isn't the kind of music I really want to make. I don't mm -hmm. want to. I don't want acoustic. That's not the genre that I'm really going for." Okay. And then I had just gotten introduced to SoundCloud. And at the time, you were finding like a lot of like really vibey, laid back. Yeah. What year was this? 2014. Think? 2014. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of when SoundCloud started popping off. Popping off. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So it was around before that, though, right? I started using SoundCloud like 2016, 17, possibly. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, wait, what did you say? When <laughs> SoundCloud was, was around, you're good. SoundCloud was around. Before 2014, though, it, 2014 yeah, it probably it was, but started that's, popping off. I mean, that's just when I Got found out about it. About, yeah, okay. I don't know how I found it. I think someone told me that I could post my music somewhere else besides YouTube, and I was like, okay. let me check this out. And at that time, were a lot of people. No, started? no, I didn't. I didn't like. I think I don't even know if I shared my SoundCloud at first, but really? um, I just remember I came into school <laughs> like in the morning, first period, and I was like, like feeling. I just put. Isn't that such a cool feeling though? Yeah. You put something out like that and you're like, yo, you feel unstoppable. It's really like yeah. you get in such an awesome flow, mm -hmm. I found, after you do something like that. For and sure. You just kinda like rock through and crush it. And it's a great just, feeling. It's yeah, it's like a high in itself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like whenever I get in that zone, I always make like the best stuff. Yeah. And so then so you put out that first song, you went into school feeling feeling 110. Yeah. And just like, did you continue to put music out after that then? Did your SoundCloud start to grow? Um, or so there were definitely like monthly gaps in between the songs. Okay. And, um, and the first song that I put out, it was doing okay. And then I ended up collaborating with um, these kids from my area. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I call them kids, but like we're all pretty much adults now. <laughs> but, um, uh, and the one guy made beats. Um, his name's Waz, yeah. and the other guy rapped, and his name is Keanu. Okay. And so, That's a cool name. Mm -hmm, yeah, he's a really good rapper. But um, so they were like the first people that I recorded with that wasn't that wasn't like me recording myself. Okay. So me and Keanu ended up doing a song together. I put that out, and then I put out this um, iPhone recording. Of like me playing guitar. No way. Just like it was like two clips like joined together like real yeah. sloppy. Yeah. And I put it on Facebook and like people ate that shit up for some reason. They really liked it. Quality. You like. I wasn't oh, expecting I was, that. I was having this talk with someone about Instagram. Like, it's more about the quality of the content as a whole mm -hmm. than just like it's sounding really really professional. Right. Oh so, yeah. So like what you put out was probably just like 
really encapsulated what you were trying to put out and people pick up on that uh -huh. and then it just goes viral yeah it was crazy because that song i was like i was like really hurting at the time and i was just like um yeah. freestyling guitar and yeah. i had my iphone just recording like i was taking a video yeah. just to see if like anything sounded good you know mm -hmm. and yeah that's what i got from it that's really crazy. So that did better than the stuff you put on SoundCloud. Well, that got people to actually look at my SoundCloud, and then people started paying more uh, attention. Okay. That's how it works. So <laughs> e even though that had nothing to do with the type of music that you were putting out on your SoundCloud, it still had the same. I mean, I put a lot of reverb on it, so it's had like a very like okay, like almost dreamy, but or like um, I don't know. Okay. Ambient, ambient feel. Okay, I feel you though. Um. So they all kind of had that same kind of feel that went along with all the music then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's really cool that, that you, used, you used Facebook to send everyone to your SoundCloud unintentionally. <clears throat> People try really hard nowadays to do that. Now, yeah. did that grow after you put that video out? <coughs> did that grow? Which video? The video of you playing the guitar. Oh, that I, went, I, um, went viral. I um, didn't um, put the video out. I just took the audio from it and put it as a track on my oh. SoundCloud. It sounded like really, like I chopped two videos okay. together and I Okay, it. see, I didn't get that. So you took mm -hmm. the song from your SoundCloud and posted, that was the first one you posted on your Facebook. Yeah, I think so. Okay, mm -hmm. now what was different between that and the other music that you felt like you could finally share it on your Facebook? I just felt like maybe, like maybe, I don't know, maybe someone will listen to it. <laughs> and it was kind of before, like right. I had really seen a lot of people posting their SoundCloud, yeah. so it wasn't, um, as cliche to do, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? People make fun of people now for always dropping their SoundCloud links yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so, but back then, it, it's like it wasn't like a, a douchey thing. thing. Really, okay, and you you weren't doing it for a douchey reason though. I just wanted like people nowadays, to know that I made music. Exactly, okay. So then that draw to your SoundCloud pulled in some new people and then from there, did you start picking up traction then? Did you? Um, I think what really did it- Starts. <laughs> <laughs> Time. Like it sounds like they're just oh, trying to make us. I feel like someone's about to pop in through the fucking through the wall. You should hear it sometimes. It really feels like it's going wall. Okay. Um, um. Hold on. So yeah. So what <laughs> really got the ball rolling for you then? Do you think after that? I think uh, what really did it was after I had put up enough songs, singles. Yeah. I was like, I should probably have a project by now. Like yes. I was saying earlier. Okay. And um. And so I just took a bunch of singles that I was working on, and I was like, these kind of sound like they would go together, right? And just put them together and made... I mean, I think, like, maybe three of them I didn't know, but then, like, two of them I was like... And how many songs good. were on that? It was only five. Okay, and when did you first drop that? Uh, I dropped that about a year ago. Oh, so that was recent. I guess you could say that. Oh, wow. <laughs> it feels like a long time ago. Oh, my gosh. So you first discovered SoundCloud in 2014 and didn't put your first project out until... Yeah. 2017. I was like, because so I really doubted myself, like, sometimes. Did you, so during that whole three-year span? Oh, I forgot to mention that I was, um, <laughs> I'm big detail. I forgot to mention that I was on the rowing team for Temple. Okay. So I didn't have time for anything. I see what, yes. Okay, see? <laughs> People, that's cool. That's what, okay. See, I didn't even know that. So then you, after high school, you went to Temple. 
And then um, I was a freshman. I partied all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then then, um, I was like, man, I should try out sports. Okay. Try out for sports. And so I did, and it was the worst mistake I ever made. But then I think that's also what made me realize. I was like, I'm really unhappy right now, and I wish that I could be recording. I think I made, like, two songs, Mm -hmm. and I put them out, and people were really liking them. So I was like, I wish I could just devote more time to it. So then I quit. And then I was doing school, and then I was like, ah, oh, I wish I could devote more time to music. So I dropped out <laughs> and moved here. There you go. And you see how it's really interesting how those things always kind of play out. Because at first, you kind of dropped away from the music. It seems like you weren't <clears throat> oh, going to do it. And then sure. going away from it and doing something different made you realize how much you actually wanted to do it. Yeah. Which is really interesting because that's a, three years is a pretty long time for that span. Yeah, it was, real, it was really sad. I thought I... I thought I was going to stop making music. I thought about selling my stuff, like, more than a few times. Did you? hmm Okay, and now why didn't you? Um, I actually, uh, <laughs> when I first met Feli, okay. um, I had a talk with him, and he, like, barely, he didn't know who the fuck I was at the time, yeah. and, but he was like, I told him that I felt like I should, sometimes I feel like selling my music stuff, and he was like, no, no, keep doing it okay blah blah blah. and then obviously you know i had conversations with like a lot of other people about it but Um, he was doing something that you kind of wanted to be doing right yeah i looked up to him and like where he was at with it so i'm sure that he probably felt the same way so then his opinion mattered yeah having those just i don't know i'm a firm believer of having like those types of people in your life Mm -hmm. really help like some of the most successful people get to where they're at because they always say they always had some type of like mentor or person they really looked up to mm-hmm. to help drive along why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, so the reason that I know Feli is because um, his old manager, Jake Stanley, um, lives like five minutes away from me in Mechanicsburg. Okay. So. And then so through that's... him you know Feli? Yeah, that's how I was introduced to him. And it was funny because I was a fan of Feli's and I didn't think I was going to be able to perform with him ever. Oh, no way. You were a fan of him like before you kind of... Yeah, I knew him like for two years before I... Okay, see, I didn't know that. That's really cool. And that makes that whole experience so much more surreal. Yeah, I literally texted Jake like maybe two years ago and I was like... Yo, you know Feli. No, 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 no. I was like... Because I I had known that he was um, managing him the whole time. But like I texted him and I was like hey, I don't want to be, like, annoying or, like, one of those, but, like, do you think it would ever be possible for, like, me and Feli to, like, maybe work together? Like, so, I never thought it was going to happen. And he pretty much did it. Like, Mm -hmm. he set it up, and that's going. Well, but no, it was, like, over. Eventually, I ended up performing for him, and then, like, it took, like, it took, like, a year and and some change to, like, actually be able to collaborate with him. Okay. And then through that is kind of how everything came together for the new album mm-hmm. how you're kind of going to be yeah. marketing it yeah the project um i think i'm gonna distribute it through sony so that's been pretty cool and jake set that up for me yeah go ahead and then yeah. through them kind of what are they going to do to help you get the project out there? um so when someone distributes um a project for you okay. um it doesn't mean that you're signed to the label or anything um it just means that they'll kind of um back the project they'll back it for you um they'll like put it on playlists that will just get your songs like a lot of streams and um that won't necessarily give you a lot of fans at first that way but um 
it makes you seem much more legitimate, which is basically what social media is more about these days. People just kind of see your name like intertwined between like these other up and coming people or like other people that are famous, and then you automatically get associated. Yeah, well, you know with what's them, which is huge. You know, it's another thing that I was thinking of. Um, like I said about Raven Lene. Yeah. She um, she put the visual out. She put her album out. Um, I always think that people will discover you through planting seeds. You know what I mean? You know, uh, the first time that I ever heard Janae Aiko was when she was on Drake's album. The first time I ever heard Kendrick was on Drake's album. <laughs> um, so people will see me maybe on Feli's album and be like, they might not look at me right away, yep. but then later on they'll be like, oh, I do know this person. And yep. that'll like reinforce them wanting to yep, check it's me out. Yeah, it's that snowball effect. Yeah. You just get more recognized, more people know you. Mm-hmm. The best way is, I don't know, through association like that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you don't really know what'll come from that, but that'll be dope that you'll just be around all of these people and then through that they could possibly hear you or mm-hmm. like learn more about you. Yeah. Which is kind of a really awesome way to pop up in the industry with all of that. And also, uh, my gut has always told me, you know, if I okay. don't try this to the yep. fullest extent, I'm gonna regret this. Yep. Cause that would suck. I mean I've always I've always felt myself feel that way, you know, if I if it doesn't turn out or if I don't push myself hard enough mm-hmm. to get the results that I want. I yeah, say. the work. You have to just put yeah. in the work to get what you want. Exactly. I, don't know. I feel like too many people nowadays think you can kind of just like, like overnight success type deal. Just because yeah. people make it seem like that nowadays. And mm-hmm. the hard I mean, work and the, I don't know, there have been so many times where I've just wanted to quit, like mm-hmm. doing whatever it may be, whether it be like the green movement or because I've had between that and then this new <clears> project, <throat> I had one company that did kind of well and then I had one that just like completely didn't do well at all and like they're really discouraging and then you have life happen and everything and like like not getting the positive response from yeah. people or having something not do well is like everyone's biggest fear and I think that's what stops most people from actually mm-hmm. wanting to pursue these types of things in the first place right right like music right. is like one of the hardest things yeah to make it in mm-hmm. And, like, the chance of not making it is so much higher than (laughs) making it. And most people just don't have, like, like the drive or the will to be able to do that. So even though you knew that you would fail, you just, something told you that you just had to keep Mm -hmm. doing it? Yeah. I've always felt, I mean, I had to ask my mom this so she could verify it. Moms are important. But I had this... Moms are super important. I had this distinct memory of like me being probably in like second grade or something. I don't know mm-hmm. um, how old I was exactly, but my mom asked me what I wanted to be okay. when I was older. And I said, a famous singer. No like, way. And I, I was like, did I make that shit up in my head? Or so did I actually knew. say that? You just so, knew. How old were you? Like I said, like second grade. So you just knew. I've always had that feeling. Like I've always like, I don't know. I just always wanted to do it. I really have. That's really cool though. So then after Temple, you put out a project with five songs, and how did mm-hmm. that do? Like how? <clears throat> oh, that was while I was still in Temple. Oh, uh, you were still at Temple then. Barely. <laughs> Just you were like <laughs> holding, hey, on. holding on. <laughs> you were like hanging on because I went to IUP and dropped out, and then mm-hmm. was like dating a girl and going mm-hmm. to Millersville and like barely fucking going. And right. Like, knew that I wanted to do something else, and that's why I moved out to Boulder. <clears throat> that's so dope, though. Okay, so did you have a huge? fan base at Temple? Um, like, the people that know you <laughs> no. made music? Well, I would say people maybe in Philly. Okay. And so Philly more so than... 
Yeah. Okay. And, um, I mean, everyone at home, I come from a really small town, yeah. so it's like, I would say everyone who knows me knows that I, like, try and do music, you know what I mean? That's okay. probably what they think of it. Okay. And then... But everyone kind of knew that that was, like, your thing? Yeah, for sure. Because, like I said, I did the talent show, and okay. people always knew that I liked to sing. I, I okay. don't know how much they knew, like if I was devoted or not. Okay, they just kind of knew that you did. They didn't know like all the yeah. details. Okay, yeah, see, I always kept all my stuff so separate. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. But um, at Temple, I think the making the project really gave me a lot of credibility. Okay. So, and I heard um, one of the, the, a label from Temple reached out to me. Mm -hmm. And like emailed me a contract. Did they really? <laughs> and like it was so bad. No so, way. Yeah, but um, uh, and then so a lot of people within that label were like trying to get me to do shows and stuff. But <laughs> I was I was but, trying to move out here and like I was just like so school was really stressing me out. So. so you had a bigger overall vision. I don't want to because it could have it would have been super easy to get trapped into that. You know, I know so <laughs> many people that if they put out one project and they got like someone offered them a contract even if it was something like that mm -hmm. like that's cool like that's the next step but there's nowhere really to go from <laughs> yeah. there like why would you do that to yourself i there i know there are people that would be happy to do that i guess but like there's nowhere to go from there mm -hmm. so then you said no to that yeah knowing you wanted to mm -hmm. move out to la to kind of do yeah the whole music thing and then um okay i had a few performances in philly and okay. i think that i honestly think that performing is really effective like okay. even if you gain um like two followers or five followers on your soundcloud yeah. from a performance that's still five people who went out of their way to look you up mm -hmm. so they're obviously kind of devoted to what you have and if they get your social media yep. hook line and sinker well and they're like they're like really dedicated like devoted followers too they're like, obviously interested yeah it's like i feel like it's so much more important to have a small group of people that are like really about what you do uh -huh. than having like a ton of people that are kind of like they're the ones who are going to tell it. their friends and then their friends are going to follow and right. that's kind of how everything mm -hmm. snowballs mm -hmm. okay so the i don't know the quality of your followers so you think doing shows helps you get more quality followers then i guess like yeah, because it's sure. more like like intimate experience with the audience mm -hmm. just because like they get to actually see you and everything it's not some girl that you found on the internet yes everybody you find a new girl on the internet like every, every day yep 20 times a day so it's like yep. there's tons of beautiful pretty talented girls out there yep. but i think the ones you know when you meet someone in person that has a lasting impression in your mind mm -hmm. it's so, so much different and i feel like that's one of the things so many people are doing wrong with their marketing. I feel mm -hmm. like so many people are putting all this music out, mm -hmm. but not actually going out. But I'm mm -hmm. sure finding venues, I'm not super familiar with how that works, but kind of getting onto a venue <laughs> in Philly. So like, how does that work? How does the process well, of kind of getting booked for a show? Because that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure plenty of people would love that opportunity, but I'm sure not everyone can just do that, right? Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't go to Philly and... I'm not sure. I, I think maybe like as long as you have enough money, <laughs> you can probably make <laughs> it happen. You could probably pay them to like reserve a night for you. But it would probably cost a lot. But I only, I've okay. really only open for people. Okay. Or like people will scout you. Okay. So um, people that are coming into the city, will kind of look for local artists. Or uh, to play there? or just people who are from the city and they want to okay. host a show or something. Okay. Have you met or, anyone in Philly? Have like through doing all of that? Um, people from that one label, Did they you? were doing okay. a show, but I didn't go. And um, uh, and then other times, like artists will be just looking for openers, like Felly. Um, 
I performed with him at the Fillmore. Oh, that's really cool. Like, the Fillmore's a pretty big... Yeah, it was really exciting. Okay. It was, like, my my second show ever. Oh, my... Was it really? <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, I was terrified. Where was the first show? Um, It was at... Uh, I forget the name of the place, but it's it, just this um small Super venue small. in... Um, Not the Fillmore. <laughs> in, like, Fishtown. Okay. Philly. So just... You went from some fish... Small venue in Fishtown mm-hmm. to the Fillmore. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And it was just like, um... But did you, like, when you step out on stage like that, like, do you kind of, like, do you feel like you, like, you made it? Were you, like, holy shit, like... I was really excited. I mean, I knew that... Did that your eyes? Like, did you see things from a new perspective after that? Like, I didn't did you think that I made it. I thought that they could give me, like... I don't know. The people at okay. Felly Show were really receptive to what I was doing. Thank okay. God they were, like, really into it. Um, yeah, oh my gosh. And I was really appreciative of that, but it's yeah. not like I was headlining the show. No, so but you were they still... Didn't, they didn't still, come there for me, though, so no, I didn't make it yet. But they still... True. Mm-hmm. It's a good way of putting that. Yeah, but um, and then, but like... you were closer. Um, do you know they? Yes, I love them. Really? I, I just discovered them, like, <laughs> somewhat recently. I opened for them in Philly. No way. Are they cool? <laughs> No, that's a... No, 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 no. No, no, no. I wouldn't say anything, like... It was just, we had... It's two dudes, right? Yeah, two guys, but, um... Okay. We got to meet them and stuff, but, uh... That's... Uh... So we opened for them. It was me and, um, my friend Raw. He's a rapper. Okay. And, um... Yo, shout out to Raw already one time, yo. (laughs) I forgot you knew him. Yeah, no. But, um... Gerardi's my boy. Uh... I told him we had to get him on one, you know, Gerardi. I really (laughs) did. He was the person that I interviewed. Oh, no way. (laughs) Oh, man, how was he? (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming for you next, Gerardi. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you and, no way, you and and Raul opened up for they. Yeah, but we we messed up because oh, no. we were supposed to be on stage by a certain time, and like we thought someone was gonna come get us or some shit, but oh, we weren't no. on stage on time. And mind oh, you, need to hear this. So we what, had only a, what happened? Like we what? had only a ten minute set. Okay. Together. So. And we all. You were late. <laughs> yeah, so we were late, so we only had like six minutes to perform, and then. Uh, oh no. And then they ended up cutting, like cutting his mic, like. Halfway through his set, like, so we were pissed, obviously. Oh, no. It was our fault, but, like, yeah. really, like, you're really gonna do that over four minutes? No. You know? So they're that strict about that, these? Yeah, places? and, and I was, and I was pissed because, um, I did sound check okay. earlier. It was more just the venue that pissed me off, but yeah. I did sound check and do you call it them sounded. Adam? What venue was it? Oh, uh, what was it? I forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> Not even worth it. But damn. But um. So yeah, I did sound check, and okay. then I got on stage, and no one could hear me. Like, um, I did it beforehand. I'm there for sound check, so how yeah. are you gonna fuck up my mic? Like, yeah. I sing soft. Yeah. So it like just really grinds you my ears. <laughs> barely hear it. Then. Yeah, it's like why not turn on my mic? It's like, and people are just staring at you like blank. It's a really bad feeling, especially uh, when you aren't good at performing. And was this after yeah. you were already late? Yeah. Oh, and I found out that they were gonna cut our set short right before I went on stage. Like, that's a horrible thing to hear. Oh, so I was just like, no. fuck this. That's... Oh, man. That's really <laughs> Oh, and bad. I, I haven't performed since. You haven't performed since? <laughs> no. no way. It was in the springtime of, like, last year. So springtime of 2017? Yeah. So it's been, like, a couple, like, 
seven, eight months. Yeah. Wow. I just wanted to make was that, sure. Was that situation really discouraging then, I guess, going For through something sure. like that? I was pissed off after. I didn't even watch them perform. No I was way. Pissed. Yeah. You just left. Yeah, because oh, I was like, no. because it's like, and I, I did a few <laughs> other like shows in Philly. Yeah. And some of them went really well, but they're all really small and not a lot of people mm -hmm. come out. And like half the people that are actually there aren't even paying attention. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the same way in LA, but um, I hope not. <laughs> but also, I have to um, work on my stage presence, so I'm trying to do that. So it was all learning experience, though. Like, For did you sure. learn, like after you got out of each of that? Did you, were you like, wow? I like. It's sometimes hard to see that at first, obviously, mm -hmm. but oh, like yeah. they all end up being lessons. Mm -hmm. I imagine yeah. so. Like going you know that how whole process. Oh man. You can't replicate the feeling of like when you walk on stage. Like I literally feel like I can't feel any of my limbs when I walk on stage. Like I feel like I'm about to just combust. No way. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, it's like super anxiety. I get real short of breath, which sucks because okay. I'm such a breathy singer. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm working oh, yeah. on it. Part okay. of it was that I um I didn't watch other artists perform that much, mm -hmm. so I don't really have anything to go off of or any inspiration. Okay. But so I started watching some people perform. And has that helped? I guess. Yeah, I think so. Other... And practicing in the mirror. <laughs> practicing in the mirror. Okay. Yeah. But watching the other artists. Yeah. Kind of like not told you how to act, but like you were like, oh, these people are doing it too. Like I think that I can you can. I, I I find that right. like being creative when it comes to anything, you should be a sponge, and you shouldn't take um yes. you shouldn't take one thing from one artist and then claim it to be yours. I think you need to get inspiration from like a bunch of different mm -hmm. things. So that's why I think it's really important. Like for me, I had to watch yep. a lot of different female singers perform, even uh, mm -hmm. guys too, because yeah. you know what I mean. You can get tips from anyone, mm -hmm. but um, just picking and choosing, like kind of what I think looks good and what I feel like I need to do. That's really cool. That's an awesome insight that that <laughs> kind of helped with that. And you might have never, if you would have went up there and like let's say your first couple of shows went well, you might have never actually even. Like wanted to improve. do that, yeah. That's so a good point. I never all, thought about that. They're all just kind of lessons that help push you in the right direction. I think um, after the last show with they, I went through um, this the stages of anger. I finally accepted it. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I'm definitely not close-minded to uh, some shows in the future. There you go. Well, everyone will have to keep an eye out. That'll be dope. Mm -hmm. So you do. Your couple of shows, <laughs> the one with they doesn't go super hot. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of, I guess, have been laying low then until yeah. your most recent project? Yeah, and I haven't put that out yet. Okay. So, um... Is it going to come out? Is it finished? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, so. we're kind of, or I am kind of in crunch, crunch mode right now. I've, okay. like, I moved three times in the last six months. Oh, wow. Okay. So just kind of becoming a real human being again and like um getting into, getting into yeah yeah yes. so that's been tough but um i want to have it done recording by um march 6th so that's two weeks from now oh wow okay yeah. cool so that probably by the time this comes out might already be out possibly so if you're listening to this and it's out oh yeah you should go buy it well it's just done recording, then it has to be mixed and oh, man. film some music videos. Okay. Because the okay. reason... See, I... I put out super. White Sun and I didn't really think about it. I felt mm -hmm. like the whole thing was sort of an afterthought. With this, the reason I think it's okay for me to take a long-ass absence <laughs> is because 
I'm a small artist. I have a relatively low amount of people who are watching. Okay. But you know there what are I mean? people watching. There are, I think. And, um, I feel like that's what it <clears throat> uh, so I just want to come correct with it. You know what I mean? I saw, yeah. um, I saw Raven Lene, this new artist. She's amazing. Okay. Um, she did exactly what I plan on doing. And she got me. Did she? She got me. So what she did was. I don't even know who she is. So. She's great. If you've ever listened to Steve Lacey. Okay. He's from the internet. He was just. Man. We love him. We love him. But, um. Steve Lacey. So he executive produced the album. Okay. For the project. I'm not so sure they have album. similar vibes. Yeah. It's like the same beats that he would use. And I okay. love it. But anyway, um, so she posted, mm -hmm. or she put out um, this amazing music video. I was like, okay. damn. <laughs> like, um, that is spot on. And then okay. I followed her because I was like, oh, my God. And then I listened to her previous project. And I was like, oh, my God. This is, like, good. But I can't wait to hear what else she has mm -hmm. and then two weeks later she dropped the project you know what i mean so she yep. came correct with it yep. and she got me it's motivating though and you know that you're going in the right direction with what you trying to, with like what you're trying to do though mm -hmm. that's just like another reminder that you're just like getting that much closer at least that's how i feel when i kind of see because there have been times where like i had an idea for like some type of clothing release and then mm -hmm. I see someone do something or like we did something before but didn't execute properly. Right. Yeah. And like if the execution's not there, someone else does it better. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that you like, can oh, do man. The worst thing that you can do I, I didn't wanna release any songs prematurely from the E P because okay. the worst thing that you can do is put out a song oh, no. Tell people you're going to drop an album when it's not finished and then have them waiting for three months when no one cares yes. anymore. Because then, yes. So you didn't drop any singles to that? Uh, I dropped two singles after White Sun. Okay. But they were like <laughs> within two weeks of each other. Okay. Um, I think I waited like a few months after White Sun dropped um, two singles and okay. since then I haven't. And then? I, I went through like... Um, I don't know. I didn't really like the two singles that I dropped last and okay. other people really liked them but I just yeah. like myself I, I just felt like something was was missing so then I, I actually um uh I got a solid producer okay so he produced the whole album okay and that kind of made yeah difference mm -hmm. that's really cool that's it's cool that you can see like how you've kind of grown as an artist since like your last album kind of how mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to lay low I can't wait just to kind of uh, work on everything to put it out. I can't wait for people to hear this one people who have listened to White Sun and yeah. really like that because I think that um, these sound like a lot more professional. Okay. Because White Sun, I was using a lot of beats like from SoundCloud. I would just find them and use them, and they were all like lo-fi, like three minutes max. Like yeah. there would be some songs I put out were like a minute thirty yeah. seconds, but I feel like um, up until Blue, I kind of made um, like interludes of songs. Okay. <laughs> That's but um, and it has like the lo-fi vibe though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got really into that for a little bit. I really love lo-fi. It's like the coolest genre ever to me. Okay, that's really dope. So it'll, everyone can expect that kind of vibe to be coming off of the next project then? Uh, slightly. Maybe for a couple songs, but okay. um, I think that White Sun was like the most... I just kind of did whatever I, whatever I wanted to. What because, felt right at the time. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I was just making a bunch of singles and then put it together and music's as a project. cool in that way because it really takes like an imprint of what's going on in that person's life and like yeah. puts into like an artistic form mm -hmm. and then they just put it out for the world yeah and, like i don't know just music is crazy like people listen to music when they do that's kind of why i like the podcast thing 
like people listen to music while they do everything. It mm-hmm. just has like such a big imprint on your life and like you can so easily touch people with it and like mm-hmm. just so personal and like raw and it's just like a really cool artistic expression. Yeah. So like I couldn't even imagine like trying to like do all that and then put that out for like the world. <laughs> like yeah. that's nuts. So are you excited for um, this new project coming up? I think I'm excited because I've been sitting on these songs for so long. Okay. Um, so some of them are going to be ones that you recorded a little while ago and then yeah. ones are going to be more recent? May so was like, May was when I first started recording it. Oh, wow. But then I moved three times. And it's like the middle <laughs> of February right now. So yes, like a year in the making. Time. Pretty much. Probably will yeah. be what it... Okay. Well, that's really interesting. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think we pretty much crushed it. Um, I guess I have... One last question that I always like to kind of like end things off with. If there was a piece of advice from your personal, not from like a broad perspective, but from your mm-hmm. personal experience and everything that you've gone through, whether it has been the show where mm-hmm. you kind of messed up or like not putting out music or stepping away from music, if there was like a piece of insight mm-hmm. that you could give to people that were trying to do something similar, what would it be? Um... My piece of advice, uh, <laughs> my piece of advice would be, um, never get too excited with the opportunities that other people will bring to you because yeah. other people can't do anything for you if you don't do anything for yourself. There you go. That's solid. Um, and then where can they find you on Instagram, SoundCloud, um, YouTube? <laughs> my Instagram is Young Freckle. Just young freckles, spelled normally, no space. Where did the freckle thing come from? Well, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but Just all tons over of freckles? me. Yeah, okay. it's um, it's more apparent in the summer. Okay. <laughs> but uh, they're everywhere. Okay. So, so sorry. I, so SoundCloud and mm-hmm. Instagram. What are they? Uh, SoundCloud is SoundCloud.com/slash/youngfreckle. Same as my Instagram, and then Twitter. I think it's Twitter.com/slash/my name is Frex because okay. someone else had a young freckle. Perfect. There you go. Thank you.